I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, and it's time to get wealthy. You're going to learn exactly what you need to do to turn your income into wealth and achieve the level of financial success that you desire and you deserve. You know, if you were to look at the strides that Black women are making, they are achieving great strides in every area, whether it's school and educational attainment, whether it's home ownership, participating in their 401ks. The fastest growing segment of incomes for Black women is $150,000 and above. So the question I have is, why is the wealth gap so big? If you were to actually look at wealth, what you would see is that the median wealth for Black women is $200. Well, that's what we are here to correct. And that's what you're going to learn on Get Wealthy. So I'm really, really excited to be sharing with you exactly what you need to do. And so I want to start by just talking about what are the things that you don't know and they don't want you to know. The first is you may have a belief that more education means more income. You might also think that more income will lead to financial success. And you may have really bought in to the dream of that 401k and financial independence. Well, what I want, want to share with you is that so many people like you have bought into this dream just like our guests today. Dr. Sharon Dean was told that the more education she earned, the more money she would make. And she has the degrees behind her to show for it. Not only does she have a medical degree, but she also has two graduate degrees. And instead of ending up with higher income, what she ended up with is a lot of student loan debt. And that's why I'm so excited to have her on the show with me today so that she can share how that American dream, she had to shift a number of things. So welcome to Get Wealthy. Thank you, Deborah, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So before we get started, I've given a little background. Just tell people about yourself. I'm a native New Yorker. I grew up in the inner city in New York, a single parent household with two siblings. So I saw a lot of struggle in my life financially. And it was something that I worked, uh, you know, I continue to work to avoid. Uh, and so, like you said, I made all the mistakes. So I did all the things that they tell us is the American dream. I went to school. I got advanced degrees. Um and I work daily, uh, you know, to, to make sure that I leave something behind for my children, some kind of legacy and breadcrumbs to build their own legacy. Oh, I love that, Sharon. I love that you said breadcrumbs, because what I really want our audience to understand is to learn a little bit more about. Yes, you did have, uh, you know, you bought into that dream, ended up with this with a lot of student loan debt. And you also were, had a negative $1,500 in net worth, and now all of that changed. And so mm -hmm. what I really want to get into is a conversation about exactly how you were able to really shift from 
where you were uh, in terms of taking on all this educational debt in, in order to uh, earn more money to making the shift to increasing your net worth to multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars in just a year. When we met, you had a net worth of how much? Let's talk about that just a little bit. So it's negative $1,500. In 2020, I've been making vision boards for several years. And in 2020, I had on the vision, my vision board that that was going to be my year to get my money in order. Um, You know, first person to go to college in the family, uh, become a physician, six-figure income, and it became the first National Bank of Sharon in my family. And initially I was excited to be able to do for my family and take care of my family. And then I think it just went beyond. It took me a little bit of time to learn how to say no. But I I happened to be reading AARP, which I had been receiving. And I kept saying, they're not talking to me. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> and I happened to read the sister's newsletter and it was a little box in, in the bottom about um, money management. And it was called, I think it was clean out your purse challenge. And I said, I'm going to sign up for that. I think it was like $49. I said, I'll sign up for that. And I signed up for that. And that was your program. And it was a week long. And on the first day, um, there was work done on mindset and which I thought was extremely important. But then you had us clean out our purse. And what that meant was to look at your spending and see where you're spending your money. And I was horrified. I mean, I, I was wasting so much money. Um, by the end of that week, I had shut down so many things that I didn't need, the cable TV. I was just short of cutting off Amazon. Um, and I said, okay, I can control myself in case I need some things um, because we were, I think we we're in the pandemic by then. And I went through that exercise and I said to myself, you know, this, this lady is teaching some really important things and I wanna learn about money. Um, mind you, I was doing an MBA. You do not learn about money during the MBA. But uh, I, I said, I had a budget. And I said, if her number comes in uh, at my budget, I will join her program. And it did. And so I did. Um, I love that. I love yeah. that. Because, you know, Sharon, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about was here you are this accomplished uh, woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really want the audience to understand that some you think it's you you did everything right. I mean, you've achieved one of the highest uh, degrees level of education that anyone can aspire to. And I really wanted to begin really talking about your mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, what are the things that you learned, you alluded to that exercise that you went through and just cleaning out your purse. And so where I really want to start uh, is talking just about you specifically, first, the mindset shifts and the beliefs that you had to, that you held on to, that actually put you in a situation where in spite of the, you know, your high earning, you still had a negative word. So I really want to start there with mindset. So just for our audience, share with them a little bit about uh, like your, your beliefs around money. If you were to think of why you were uh, spending so much, mm-hmm. where do you think that that 
belief came from uh, uh, just in terms of you cleaning out your purse and, and finding that you have been sort of overspending? Yeah, I think, you know, when you grow up in poverty, a lot of times it, it never leaves you. First of all, it never leaves you. And I think what we learn as a society is people wear their wealth, right? And so you drive the fancy car, which I give myself credit, I've never done. But you drive the fancy car, you live in the big house, um, you dress a certain way. And so I was actually a bit caught up in that, but not in a an elitist way, not, it was just a lack of mindfulness, honestly. Um, and and then also that, just that inner, inner you know, seed of poverty um, and, and kind of displaying that I'm not, you know, I'm not poor anymore, so to speak. Um, and, and so one of the little things like my mom, and she was fabulous. She's a, the best mom ever. And and the only thing she could afford to buy herself, you know, after taking care of the three of us was eyeshadow. So I never wore eyeshadow because I equated it with poverty. And I just started wearing eyeshadow like two years ago, you know, in makeup. So little things that, you know, stuck with me for a long time. But then I realized I didn't like this feeling of always, you know, trying to pull the ends together. And I used to have a conversation with one of my cousins and it was like, I made everything this month. And I was like, this is not normal. It's like, you know, it's like this, this, you know, quest or contest every month to make sure you can cover everything. I was like, I make too much money to be living like this. This is not normal. Um, and so I took some steps prior to joining your program and trying to self-correct with that. Um, I did a shopping, a shopaholics anonymous kind of program, which is, it was very enlightening and teaching me how I related to money. And so that's how I was able to recognize that. I've also read this book. Um, it's a spiritual book about your money personality. And, and so Moses apparently had the best money personality. Um, and I found that I love, I, I love art. Um, and so I will spend for something that speaks to me that way with art. And so now when I see something, I can identify that within myself and say, do you really need that? No, you don't. But it's beautiful. Admire it and keep going. What you're just describing is that middle class mindset. You, in spite of everything that you earned, I thought it was interesting. You were in it, had an MBA and yet you said you didn't learn anything about money. Mm -hmm. So not only do you have a medical degree, you have an MBA. And so that's why mindset is so important is because no matter how much money you earn, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to turn that income into wealth. Let's be honest, as successful women, we're crushing it. Maxed out 401k and Roth IRA, check. Aggressive savings and investments, check. Yet, the freedom our success was supposed to buy can leave us stuck on the six-figure hamster wheel, watching retirement slip further down the road. There's another way. Get coaching courses and community at WealthyU.com. Dr. Dean, so as you have learned how important the mindset uh, had to this this poverty mindset that in, in spite of everything that the high income that you were earning, that you still uh, didn't have like a foundation on how to get ahead. So 
you went from $1,500 in net worth in just a year to multiple six, six figures. So talk to us a little bit about what, what other mindset shifts did you have to make in order to achieve that, that, that kind of success? It was was quite a few things. I think it it was like something clicked for me um, during that week. And as we continued to work together and I learned more and more about investing, I was already invested, but you know, you put the money in the 401k and you let somebody else take care of it. We learned about investing, um, you know, how to evaluate stocks and so on and so forth. But I, I, I began to look at money as the real tool that it is. Right. And I also disconnected it from my identity that I didn't need to wear, you know, I didn't need to wear my wealth or I didn't wear my income because I consider myself still working wealthy, but I didn't need to wear my income. And so with that shift, I was able to I mean, I purged my house um, and got rid of a a lot of stuff and kind of went not quite minimalist, but just got rid of a lot of unnecessary baggage and I think the other critical thing was I was at a transition at work. Um, and based on the conversations that we had, um, I, instead of just resigning, I demanded a severance because I was at a level where I should have been receiving a severance. And I secured that severance. And um, I was able to reorganize myself financially. And I was just so grateful for that moment that I had the education that I had gotten from the Wealthy You program, because it helped me to position myself a different way and be more fiscally responsible with my money because I was more aware of where I was going financially. Um, it also it also gave me the opportunity to, to talk to my children about mindful living. Um, I have a, a few of them that are pretty high earners, and I don't want them to make the same mistakes that I've made. Oh, you know, it's it's interesting because that's the other question that I had for you. And and I want the audience to understand around uh, making this shift from this middle class mindset where you were, you know, the way you're describing it, describing it as wearing your wealth. Mm -hmm. And 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 you're talking about uh, uh, the mindset that you had and how it really influenced your children. And so now I want to kind of shift to uh, the next uh, part of, uh, of your success, if you will, in turning things around, uh, moving from, you know, that negative net worth to now really managing your uh, finances more uh, uh, thoughtfully and mindfully, mm-hmm. as you describe it. Um, so, so let's talk about the strategies that you had to employ in order to achieve your goals. So just in terms of, so our audience understands specifically, you got to handle on your finances, you know, going through this challenge, but what was the, the, the first thing that you really had to do after you got a handle on the fact that you were uh, spending, kind of overspending so much of your income? Yeah. So certainly I had to put, you know, a plug in that leak. Um, And then I had to determine how I was going to increase my income. So, you know, how I was going to turn more of my um, W-2 income into wealth. Uh, And there's different ways that you can do that. Of course, investing in the stock market is one way. Um, Real estate is another way. Um, 
and I was looking, I had been looking for an additional stream of income for a few years on different types of small businesses to own um, that would produce an additional stream of income for me as well. And then I have some hobbies uh, and I share with you my jellies that eventually I am going to turn into a business. But right now it's just a hobby that I share with everyone. But last year I did sell jellies <laughs> uh, for a period of time uh, as Christmas gifts and things like that. So I just started looking at mul you know multiple streams of income. How could I increase my income so I can turn it into wealth? Um, yeah. You know, I'm so glad that you shared that because I think that, you know, talking about strategy, when you said you were negative $1,500 in net worth, even though you were making a lot of income, mm -hmm. uh, talk to us a little bit about how, you, how did you find out what your net worth was? So that was through the, the exercise that we did on, on net worth where you actually listed your, your liabilities and your assets to help you determine, um, you know, what your net worth was. And a lot of mine was, was related to debt. And so, you know, when I was able to secure the severance, I was then able to reorganize or really pay off all my debt. And that was the first time in my life I had ever been debt free. And I tell you, I walked differently. I, you know, it's a nice feeling to know, you know, you don't have any bills, all your needs are met, and then you have money to be able to invest in yourself and build wealth. Um, so that was a pivotal moment for me. Um, and we talked about that, uh, you know, extremely pivotal moment for me. Um, and I recently invested in a business and I had to, you know, spend some money. And I was, I talked to you about that as well. And I was fussing at you like, you'll be able to pay it off. And I will, but it feels good not to have any debt at all. And so that's my goal to get back to that. And luckily it's nothing like what I had in the past, but that was pivotal to me being able to start turning my net worth around. So I recognize how much debt uh, it can impact your net worth actually. Well, I, I think what, what's interesting for the audience to understand was your strategy, you know, so first, you know, making these mindset shifts right around, you know, making a lot of money, spending a, a lot of money. Uh, I think what you talked about with your your mom and just that poverty mindset and that feeling of being able to have whatever you want. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now you're sharing with the audience just really the strategy was first you know, figuring out what you, what you had. And mm -hmm. I, I, I do want to ask you this question though, is when you went through that exercise and saw what your net worth was, how did that make you feel? I was disappointed. I was embarrassed. Um, but I didn't mind sharing with the group that we were that we were working with in the cohort that we were in because I felt like if that helps someone else, um, first of all, I think many of us as Black women are in that boat. You know, we're the strongholds of our family. We oftentimes are financial support to our family, and we overextend ourselves. We just literally overextend ourselves, and then you fall into that cycle of okay, I need to make more money, so let me get another degree, and and it just falls into this cycle. Um, and then I had this this dream that all my kids would go to Ivy League schools. They they got accepted into Ivy League schools, but they, they also got accepted into public Ivies. And that's where they wanted to go, except one. And I let her go to Princeton at an expense. 
And, you know, in retrospect, I, I wish I'm glad she's happy. I'm happy she lived her dream. Um, but it was an expensive dream to live and, and you can dream different ways. But you said something a couple of minutes ago about being able to get whatever you want. And the curious thing about that is when you have the capacity to be able to get whatever you want, you actually don't want anything else. Knowing that I can do, yeah, knowing that I can get whatever I want, I have no desires, you know, and people living in big houses, I did that already. So I'm happy in a nice little tidy townhouse that I can lock the key and go when I'm ready to go and the grass is cut. So it's amazing how your mind works because once you, like, again, you have the capacity to get it, you don't even want it. Because well, you know, you have, if you wanted it, you could. I love how you put that. I, I think of this quote that I heard that said, "Needing uh, needing nothing attracts everything." So it's it's almost like you don't need it, even though you're seeing it. And so, no, no, no. I'm so excited to have you, and and I want our audience to know that when you can make these kinds of shifts, that's really how you get wealthy. So we'll be right back. Let's be honest, as successful women, we're crushing it. Maxed out 401k and Roth IRA? Check. Aggressive savings and investments? Check. Yet, the freedom our success was supposed to buy can leave us stuck on the six-figure hamster wheel, watching retirement slip further down the road. There's another way. Get coaching courses and community at WealthyU.com. I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach. Analyze, optimize, maximize. If you listen to this whole conversation, what you need to know that the reason that Dr. Deans was able to have that kind of impact and that kind of result is because of how she applied her mindset strategy and execution. So first, she really analyzed where her cash flow was going. She was making a lot of money, but most of it was going uh, out and and she it ended up with a negative network. So the next thing that she really had to do was to optimize her situation. So she was earning a lot of money. She figured she could uh, negotiate uh, to another position, and that severance pay from one employer to that new employer and bonuses allowed her to pay off all of her debt. I often say we all have an investment opportunities. We've just got to really look at how we can optimize and then maximize. Finally, really taking a look at her investments, optimizing it, having a conversation with her uh, advisor, sharing with him that she was evaluating what he was doing. And then finally, looking at other ways that she could move from just earning an income to making investments that would create an income. Analyze, optimize, maximize. I hope you learned a lot from Dr. Dean's story and that you will begin to apply these concepts as well. Here are the three things that you should know from today's show. The first is student loan debt isn't necessarily good debt. As Dr. Dean shared, it had her in at a negative $1,500 in net worth. And one of the first things she did was pay off that student loan debt. Secondly, that you can your income has to be turned into assets or wealth. 
uh, even though Dr. Deans was earning a lot of income, she had little wealth to show for it, but she certainly turned that around by uh, paying off debt, increasing the amount of money that she was investing and investing in other areas. And then finally, what you should know is it's not just a 401k or retirement plan with your employer that's going to lead you to wealth. You need to diversify and explore other investment opportunities. So I hope you enjoy today's show, but don't go anywhere because next week, we're going to be talking about how the American dream can become a nightmare if you're not careful. So I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach. Thanks for coming on, uh, joining us on Get Wealthy. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and I can't wait to see you next week. <music>